Hey, sports fans, welcome to episode 50, the big 5-0 of State of My Sports. That's State of MI Sports. We talk about the teams we love and you love in this great state of Michigan. Stay in touch with us on our social media, State of MI Sports, on Instagram and Twitter. Also like our Facebook page with the same name, State of MI Sports. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. You're alerted when a new episode is out. And share us with some friends to help us grow our audience. Episode 50, we're going to start a three-part series where we name the top Michigan athletes alphabetically. (laughs) (laughs) Alphabetically. Uh, This week, we will designate letters A through H. Um, We will also geek out on a little five-round mock draft that uh, didn't have any trades, but put into perspective put into perspective the names that could be on the board in the middle of the draft, and, and we'll, we'll kind of have a good time with it. Um, and then, of course, we will grade some Michigan beers. I am Sam Waltart, and with me today is Ryan Waltart and Micah Smith. Kyle's out once again due to the coronavirus scare, but we know he's listening, and we love him, and we miss him. But, yeah, that is the intro, the griddle old <laughs> intro. So now we're going to... We're not helping you out at no, all. No, I, just I thought you guys silent. would jump. Mike is texting yeah. over there. Ryan's looking at his backpack for goodies, Whoa. I think. I don't know what's going on. Still but trying to find a pen. Still trying to find a pen. <laughs> do you want a pen? I have a pen. Here. No, we're good. We're all good. right. So what did you guys do? So we had Easter weekend. Great weekend. I mean, we all had to keep our distance to a certain extent. So like, how did that go for you guys, Micah? With with the social distancing slash Easter importance type thing. Yeah, it was fine. I mean, we're just doing as we're asked or told or whatever you call it. But spent time with family. That's good. Yeah. I'm not gonna divulge if we went anywhere. <laughs> I'm not gonna divulge who we hung out with if yeah. we hung out with anyone. I don't know who you hung out with. But I wasn't there to see it. Easter was great. Good. Hanging out with the kids and I had quite a few projects around the house so sure. got those done nice nice how about you ryan i know what you did on saturday oh yeah you helped me build a basketball hoop on saturday i did yeah and we balled that was a great day. saturday and i was sore me I was too. Just, I, so, i'm still kind of sore yeah my calves are killing me lie, but. did you guys <laughs> keep your distance yes yeah oh. i i worked on the bottom part ah. of the basketball hoop and sam worked on the top it, yeah yeah, and th- by that he means I was the one dunking and he was the one trying hey. to like <laughs> jump up and couldn't reach it. Ryan was posterized. That's the top that I was reaching, right? <laughs> yeah, I posterized. Posterized. All right, we're going to start doing a dunk contest. <laughs> no. Nope. We're going to post that to our Instagram. <laughs> yeah, that'd be good. Give, some, give people some sports content. But all right, so Easter, how, how was your guys' Easter? We laid low. I mean, it was good. We, we did some special stuff with the kids uh, around the house. We played a lot in the backyard. We Zoom uh, called with you know, the grandparents and, and had a whole bunch of cousins doing a talent show okay. together. And that was that was the big event of the day is, is uh, everybody kind of prepared something. All the kids were, were – I didn't personally. I kind of wished I would have. But all the kids prepared something in advance and then and practiced. And it was just a good time. It was, it was fun. Definitely strange, you know, not getting together as a family – you saw a lot of pictures of the cathedrals and churches completely empty, and yeah. it's just those are just strange, strange times. You Not know? good. Yeah, Not good. Yeah, that's just it's just a you, weird time to be you alive. You get it at a certain to a certain extent, but church to be a place that you go and that you go. Yeah, um, hopefully people don't get too used to the church on online thing. You know, like it'd be very easy, like pajama pants, and you know what I mean. Like it'd be easy to stay at home. That's not 
like let's continue to go to church once we can. Right? Yeah, beer in hand. <laughs> yeah, right. It's like, amen. <laughs> yeah, a little little bread and beer, not wine. Hey Jesus, right? a little Michigan beer Clint glasses. Yeah, drink your Michigan beer for communion this this week. <laughs> See how that goes. Um, but it is time to introduce our Michigan beers for episode fifty. But before we do, I want to remind everyone that although you cannot sit in. At the Hops Brewing Company and Cafe, you do not have to miss out on their great beer during the shutdown. They are open Monday through Friday from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. So you can continue to support them by purchasing Crowlers, Growlers, gift cards, and merchandise. They have great beer, great staff that we need to support now more than ever. The Hops is the official brewery of State of My Sports for 2020. Mention State of My Sports and you'll get a dollar off your Crowler and $3 off your Growler. And totally worth it. Save some money just by... Letting, letting them know you're listening. Um, one thing I also noticed or that I saw online today is, is you can start ordering your beer ahead of time so it's there for you. The crawlers will be there ready for you. Just order it online and get it done so you don't less less sitting around. But That's awesome. Yeah. So, Micah, do you want to start us off with your <laughs> beer intro? Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, that's great. You got to learn about it. Yeah. <laughs> Tonight I'm drinking shorts brew. Mule beer. I think someone did this recently. I'm going to say week. last week. Last week. Uh, so so we had a, a listener say if you add vodka to it, it just doubles the the value. Like it raises the grade by a full point, I think is what uh, he said. So really? did, you, did you add uh, vodka to it? I, w- I would love to raise my grade by a full point. So <laughs> do you have any vodka? Yeah, I, I think I have some upstairs. Or they sell some hey. down the street. I can point you in the right direction. That'll be the commercial uh, break. Yeah. Well, that will be the commercial break. I will put vodka in this, and we'll see uh, where I'm sitting at the end of the episode. Nice, nice. <laughs> probably not in your chair. Probably, not, probably <laughs> on the ground. Sitting on the ground, cuddling the microphone uh, like it's a I lollipop. Have, <laughs> I have unwillingly laid on this basement floor at one point. <laughs> yes, you have, uh, but that's a different story for another day. Just yep. once. All right, so mule beer, right? All right. Ryan, what are you drinking? Uh, from Founders. I'm drinking Red's Rye IPA. A friend gave this to me, so I'm going to give it a shot. Friend uh, or a neighbor or a cousin? I mean, I like to think all. All, all the three. above, you know. All the above. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> what a moment. Yes. We were doing a Zoom call. <laughs> Sam had some beer. He's like, this Co-worker is good. as well, right? <laughs> yeah. He's like, this is good. I'm like, well, I've got this. He's like, you want to trade? And we ran <laughs> to the mid- <laughs> middle of the street right. and handed each other a beer. We were playing Zoom. A Zoom game. Yeah, you were that part of the Zoom yeah, call. The like, yeah, we were playing Jackbox. And we just like, all right, I'll be seeing you in the middle of the street. It was, it was raining and everything. You know what we should start doing is out. taking those big slingshots and shooting beers across oh, to each other. Boy, that <laughs> yeah, sounds I mean, like a could be idea. great idea. <laughs> Social distancing. That's hey. all that we're doing. Yep. Yeah, perfect. So Red's Rye. Red's did I grade rye. that one or no? I don't think you have yet. <laughs> I think I drank them all before. You did. I even Except for the it. one. <laughs> Oh, what do you what do you know? All right, so I am drinking. I'm go. I went with another brew IPA. I really liked what I did last. Was it last week that I did the the Founders Dry IPA? I think that's what it was. Dry PA. Nope that's that's the. the you're that's talking about brute IPA. I did their brute IPA, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Blue can. So, so I yeah. went along with it again. Uh, the brute IPA uses the same recipe hops as M43, a big favorite of mine. Um, but they just they very dry, love it. I'm I'm hooked on these right now. Yeah, you're definitely doing a dry thing right now. Yeah, I'm. I love it, man. It's it's a good beer. All right, so there's a lot of people going around doing like the best numbers, 
in Michigan history. Like they they designate the best number from zero to hundred. I don't I don't know what they're doing. But yeah, which is a crazy list. To so I was gonna with. do that, and then you guys were like, "No, everybody's doing that." So, so then I was like, All right, how, "What if we did it alphabetically and we just label somebody in the state of Michigan? Just this is so a." You're the best A of all time in the state of Michigan. You're B, me. you're the best B. You you're know Mr. Michigan for letter A. So we're gonna do this. And B. And we're this, gonna do this. This includes, gonna be fun. this includes high school, college pros, or are we I just mean, getting ready to high school too? I mean, we're not doing high school. I don't know much about high school. But oh, like okay. basically if they were attached college or pro. Okay. Like if, if they grew up in Michigan, we decided not to count them. Like we want it to be more, more Got it. somehow related to this. To, the four, and this this includes know, this includes their whole resume as a package too, or is that yeah. just their impact on Michigan? You know, I I think that's something that we can kind of go through. Okay, you know, yeah, it, we'll I, get there. I know H is going to be a, a absolute cluster when we get to it, but it's like, yeah, I mean, just their their impact to the state of Michigan is kind of the way I, I want to go. And but I mean, once it's done, it's done. This is written in stone. Yeah, so should be fine. No this is going to be a good it. time. Exactly. So we're going to start with Z, like everybody. Uh, no, sorry. The alphabet starts with A. Yep. Not Z. Second try. That was trying to be a joke. Not. I wasn't actually serious. It wasn't oh. funny though. Dang it. All right. I just didn't know it was coming. All right. So here we go. This jokes. is going to be part one of three. This is going to be over the next couple episodes of the draft or not the draft, the podcast. Um, we did A through H today, right? Is that correct? Yeah. All right. So let's start with the letter A. So I got a couple names that come to mind. We did a little bit of research on this. I thought A Train should fit under the letter A because of his nickname. Is that fair to say? I I think yeah, we can we can give him that. We one. can give him the the T as well later on. Maybe he'll come up on that list as well. We'll yeah. see. It is <laughs> yeah right. Well, no, like because his name is Thomas, right? Anthony A- Anthony Tom- Anthony Thomas. A- Anthony. Anthony. <laughs> I don't know. That's why we got to go A Train. All right, so we went with A Train. He made train. the A list. All right, so then there was a couple names that came to mind. Jim Abbott, Jim Abbott, who was a University of Michigan pitcher, very successful with the Yankees, pitched a no-hitter. Yep. I know that because of Boy Meets World. Yep. Um, <laughs> hey. Sid Abel and Sparky Anderson. Those are the kind of the four that stood out to me that I thought were worth were coming with. So I lean towards Sparky. Originally, I thought I was going to lean towards Sid Abel, but I went with Sparky. Where, where do you guys go with this one? I'm sure Ryan. Ryan, are you gonna go with Sparky? I'm gonna go with Sparky Anderson. Yeah, he brought he brought the World Series in '84. He's a legendary manager. Micah, where are you on this one? Uh, I was leaning towards Sid Abel. So, all right. Sorry, go ahead. I interrupted. But no, no, no. I, I, I respect what Sparky's done. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's, it's hard. It's hard to say. I mean, it's. I thought it would be more of a conversation, which I think is going to ensue here in a few yeah. seconds. But yep. I, I like what Sid Abel did. Yeah, you know, so I, I originally thought Sid Abel. And, it, and that is me being a hockey guy. That is me being, like, a guy that knows the numbers retired. Yeah, you guys were going to have to tell me and what Sid Abel yeah, did. Yeah, exactly. So then I, 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 I did a little research over the last couple of days. He, he didn't put up that great of numbers. So nothing really stood out other than a couple Stanley Cup victories. So I, like, I lean towards Sparky Anderson mainly because you talk about the Detroit Tigers. He's in probably a top top five names that come to mind for for our generation. The generation before us will probably be even quicker because like, Sparky Anderson is a tiger, right? 
I think he was with the Reds. Yes, yeah, Cincinnati is that, Reds. Is that correct? Yeah. But 17 years, I want to say it was, managing the Tigers? Yeah, maybe. I mean, so, he, he had more success with the Reds. He was, he was the big red machine, right? Yeah. So, I mean, I think that only enhances the reason why we should pick him. Yeah, he's synonymous with the Tigers, but he also has the resume, the deep resume, uh, doing it with not just one team, he did it with the Reds as well, and and World Series champs, multiple, you know, National League and American League. He just accomplished a lot. And for people that maybe he's a little bit outside of our generation, we weren't. I, I you know, I I got to see at least part of his, you know, the end yeah, of his career. I think it was ninety five. Is that correct? It where sounds he, right. Yeah, where he was done with the Tigers. Yeah, mid nineties, and that's when everything kind of fell apart. Yeah, right around that time frame. But we were not there to appreciate the character that he was, and you know the leader that he was in in as as the manager of the Tigers. Yeah, I I honestly could go either way, but I think we're gonna go with Sparky on this one. I, I I'm gonna make that decision. Cool. Are you are you good with that, Micah? You get it, right? Absolutely. You get it. Yep. All right. So I'm gonna say Sparky Anderson. We will post these to our social media. I don't know if we'll do it once we're A through Z and just have this be like a slideshow, you know, like Bleacher Report does. But you know, I think we'll see. We, I think we'd post them A through H right now. Okay. So on and so forth. Get some traction. And then. People know it's coming. And, no, and, and then we start posting kind of going head to head. Okay. It'd be fun. We'll see. You know yeah. what? We'll see this, how this goes. This is a really hard. Crazy. Yeah. This is a really hard way to uh, to come up with names too. Like this is not easy to research to come up with names. <laughs> yeah. So no. if we, I feel like we could easily, very easily be missing somebody big. So if, I mean. Please, I agree with that. please respond. You know, throw something on social media. Yeah, and let us know if we're forgetting about somebody, so then we can have that kind of back and forth yeah, versus it, later on. That'd be a lot of fun for sure. Yeah. All right, so we'll jump down to the letter B. A lot of names. There's some good. There's some big names on this. Yeah, list. this is good. It, the the quantity's not there, but the quality is there. I mean, you got oh, yeah. Plaxico Burris, wide receiver for Michigan State. You got Le'Veon Bell, another one. That's a big name. Do you guys have any have any that you wanted to read here? I mean, Jeff Backus. Yeah. Micah. Uh, there's a Michigan basketball player on there, yeah, right? Yeah, Trey Burke. Trey Burke. Everyone knows um, Burke. And then you got... I, I would even say, like, Shannon Brown from Michigan State. See, I, that basketball. was... Yeah, that's a good one. Dunk contest that's a really good winner. One. Yeah. yeah. Um, but then you got Chauncey. Chauncey Billups. And Chauncey. then... Huge. Tom Brady. Who's that? The, he's he's a good good quarterback. I don't know if you're... Oh, he plays right. football. Okay. Tampa Bay quarterback. <laughs> Oh, Never heard of Tim- him? No, yeah. I don't know Tampa Bay quarterbacks. Really? Jameis Winston. Tampa Bay is so good. <laughs> so, <laughs> All right, this one's big. This one could get ugly this here is with how, this discussion. Yes, here. this is the one that is difficult for me because the best player. Who? We, I mean, are we talking about the best player? Because Tom Brady. So, okay. so, so, all right, so I want to <laughs> look at it as more like what they did when they were a part of Michigan, Yep. the state of Michigan. That's the yep. way I envision this. If we want to go a different direction at times, I get it. Completely. I personally look at Tom Brady as a Patriot. I don't think of him like he wasn't that special at Michigan. He was, what did he play? Maybe a year and a half, technically, right? So he wasn't Tom Brady when he was at Michigan. And I know, I mean, coming from a Michigan fan, you would think I would hitch my wagon to that, right? I'm not going to do that. And I would say the same thing with Plasco Burris. Yeah, he was good at Michigan State, but I mean, he was a really good wide receiver in the NFL. And that's what. That's when Plaxico became Plaxico, right? Well, Le'Veon I mean, Bell. Mm-hmm. Same, same, same thing, thing with, with Le'Veon Bell. So I was going to lean towards Chauncey, and maybe I'm blinded by the championship rings, or ring, I should say, but 
I mean, when he was here, when he was Mr. Big Shot, that was so big for the state of Michigan. So that's where I lean. Do you guys, where do you guys want to go with this one? I, I would agree heavily. Uh, you know, part of me wants to say Tom Brady, but he has made an identity for himself through the New England Patriots. Yes, it's it. Of course, like you said, it would be super easy to link him to Michigan. Yeah, because he played for Michigan. I get it. But when you play so long, make such a legacy with your professional outfit, rather than you know these guys spend anywhere from two to four years only, well maybe two to five only at a university, and they've got it seems like light years in their professional career. It's it's hard to it's hard to place them inside their alma mater. Their alma mater is what I'm saying. Is yeah, um, you gotta. You have to do so much to be the Michigan man or the Michigan State man. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, so for yes, for that reason, I agree. I don't think Tom Brady is the winner for me. I would go with Chauncey all day. Well, and I also think you know a guy like Trey Burke to me, or even Le'Veon Bell, would have a bigger impact on the school that he went to on the Spartans compared to Tom Brady with the Wolverines. Yeah, I, I absolutely. Think that's safe to you say. know what I mean? So I, I, we do have to judge this. You know, if Le'Veon Bell brought home a national championship, or I guess we could just, yeah, if he brought home a national championship, that would be a huge deal for the state of Michigan. So even though it's, you know, max you get four years in college players and pros, they can have a bigger impact over a longer period of time. We could still make that judgment call based on their their overall impact. But for this, I agree with both of you, Chauncey Billups. Cool. All right, so we will jump down to C. So, so far we got Sparky Anderson, Chauncey Billups, down to C. There's another one, man. <laughs> the, the, this was a what lot. Was that? This was a lot harder than what, what did I what, Did I say something weird? You just said Chauncey Billups. That's who we went with, right? Yeah, but you were reading off C, right? Well, well he, sorry, he, I was he, I was recapping. Oh, you came he back. To C. He, he checked out. It's all right, oh, guys. I he did, does this yeah. from time to time. Just stick with us. That's so we're on letter listening. C. We're on letter C. <laughs> I'm, all not, right. I'm not the one mixing <laughs> beer with vodka, man. Do you guys just want me to list the names here like the, the, that are worth talking yeah, about here? I do. Right. Listen, there's so, nothing good. Just skip to D. There are some big, na- there are some big names at C. <laughs> just kidding. All right. Kurt Cousins, Ty Cobb, Mateen Cleaves, Lloyd Carr, Jack Conklin, Miguel Cabrera, Dino Cicerelli, Anthony Carter, Chris Gellios. I mean, there's a lot of... Very Jeez. successful players, coaches on this list. They're do you all want me to, good sorry, in their right, own so way. Where where do we go from here? I, I really don't know. This is going to get very tough. I mean, Mateen Cleaves was a big one for us last last episode. We well, talked about Mr. Spartan. Yes, right? and he definitely is a Mr. Spartan, yeah. And he brought a national championship to Michigan State first since, you know. Who knows when? Well, it was before. 1979, right? Or, was it? Okay. Yeah. So, so 79, 2000. Was, was yeah, it was Magic. Time? Okay. So, would you put him over Cousins then as a Michigan State man? Yeah, I I, I personally I, would say so. I'd like because, to kind of all right. So debate those. Two. Let's break it down. Mateen Cleaves versus Kirk Cousins. I think hands downs Mateen Cleaves because he did win the national yep. championship. And again, I'm probably as we go through this list, I'm probably going to be blinded by championships. Well, that's I mean, probably what I'm going to lean on a lot more it, than not. But I feel like Kirk Cousins is another one of. Like outside of the state of Michigan, do people like say, "Oh yeah, Kirk Cousins, Michigan State"? Probably not. They're like, "Kirk Cousins, where did he go to school?" Yeah, it's more of a trivia question, <laughs> right? Yeah, I feel like it could be for well, for most of the nation. 
And really the only people that go, yeah, Kirk Cousins are the people from Holland or West Michigan. Yeah. Right? He also did he's not he also, <laughs> yeah, well, he did Lansing, not bring obviously. a Big Ten championship, right? Ooh, this uh, because, I'm not because, sure about because that. I believe it was after he left and I'm blanking on the quarterback. I'm trying to stall until I can find it. But they won three, didn't they? Connor Cook? Connor Everything? Cook. That's what I'm thinking. I won the they Big won Ten three, championship. Though, over D'Antonio's era. I could be wrong. Yeah, it was sorry guys, sorry I, I everybody. Know. Yeah, Mike is gonna look that up. All right, so so I think Kirk Cousins, or sorry, Mateen Cleaves is over Kirk Cousins. So what? we'll cross him right out. But then, all right, as as good as Lloyd Carr was, he won a national title. I'm gonna say no. I'm gonna say one. no. I I agree with you on that. Dino Cicerelli, good, but most of his career was good outside of Detroit. Uh, Anthony Carter, good wide receiver. I don't think he should be on the list. Jack Cochran, we just brought him up for just in case he's listening. Uh, we don't want to hurt his feelings. Huh. So so now we're looking at Ty Cobb, obviously a big name in Detroit, Mateen Cleaves, Miguel Cabrera, Chris Chelios. Those are the four that really stand out to me. Ryan, you're smirking over here. What do you got? <laughs> Ty Cobb is one of the hardest athletes to grade or to judge. Why is that? Well, because he played in 1900. You know, He played right after uh, the turn of the century, and – there weren't other athletes to compare him to, I guess. Okay. It, it, yes, he, he leads all of baseball, legendary sport of baseball with all this history in uh, average, the highest um, career average of any player in history. I think it was like 362. But it was also common back then for guys to hit over 400. But out of all those guys hitting 400, he was winning you know nine batting titles and, and all these insane numbers that he put up. And at the same time, there's all these things about his character that get brought up as well, but then that's probably just the media making him look bad like they did with Ted Williams. So, yeah. I don't know. There's just a lot with there, – there's a there's an aura about Ty Cobb. There's something that is is absolutely legendary, yes, but I don't know how to grade that. I don't know how to put them put him next to uh, – Cabrera. Cab- Miguel Cabrera yeah. and make the, the right choice because Ty Cobb – is a Tigers legend. He is he is everything Tigers, and he you know he didn't play for anybody else. But we're t- just told that we're told he's a legend. We're I told, read him in a book. Right? Like, yeah, yeah, I read exactly. it in a book. Yep. So that's where it becomes really hard. So if I'm understanding, would you say let's com- just compare the two b- baseball players? Yeah, Ty Cobb, Miguel Cabrera. I'm gonna lean Miguel Cabrera. I agree with that. Yep, hundred percent. And look. We're probably biased because we've yeah. seen it. We've seen it happen. <laughs> but that's what I mean. It's it, it'd be different if it was a guy playing in the '60s or the even the '40s, you know, or like yeah. uh, around Babe Ruth. But but this is even before all that. Yep. They didn't even hit home runs much back then. <laughs> and and I'm sorry, but anybody who holds a baseball bat and has a three inch gap between <laughs> their hands, I just can't respect that very much. Whoa, even man, if, that's <laughs> Eason. Oh well. Are we going to have an issue here? <laughs> yeah, we'll work on it. Are you we'll talking about the baseball bat or your son? <laughs> Eason does that, I think. No, but you know what I mean? Like, I mean, yeah, he was swinging a 50-ounce baseball bat. And yeah. It was crazy. Like, the wood bats that they had were, were heavy. Yeah. But at the same time, like, it's just a different game. Okay. All right. So now let's – so we got three left on the, on the list that, that we started with. Mateen Cleaves, Miguel Cabrera, and Chris Chelios. I love the longevity of Chris Chelios. And I know he was one of the greatest, but – I personally would still – so I'm going to compare him to, to Miguel Cabrera. I would – I I don't think Chris Chelios should be on – compares to either of those two left, personally. No. Mr. Spartan and Miguel Cabrera, the Triple Crown winner. 
How much did Chris Chelios play with the Wings too? Part of he his career. Less, so, so he was traded. Oh boy, what year was he traded? I think it was like ninety nine. Is what comes to mind. I could be, but way off. But he was, had been one of the best players in the NHL for a while before that. Yes, and but he was such a big rival to Detroit at one point too. You know what I mean? Like played for the Blackhawks. We he was hated a big him. jerk. He, and he even said, like, I'll never play for that team or something. like That's the worst team. Like, he hated Detroit just as much as we hated him. I love Chelios and love what he brought. I just I don't think he deserves it when you're looking at Mateen Cleaves and Miguel Cabrera. So that's that's where we're going. Mateen Cleaves versus Miguel Cabrera. Miguel Cabrera. Cabrera. Chelios so, played with the Blackhawks through 99. 99. So I was right. I said 99. And then Kirk Cousins. Won a Big Ten title he did in win a Big 2010, Ten. but split it with Wisconsin. All right, okay. I stand corrected on that. I thought I thought Wisconsin won it. They did. I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> Kyle's not here to defend his Spartans, so yeah. they did win it. I choose when they split titles. I choose which one I like most. Connor Cook brought them <laughs> brought them to the playoff, though. Connor Cook brought them to the yes, playoff. Yes, and they, they were Connor the be- they were the better teams. Kirk Cousins kind of led them there. Yeah. So I'm gonna just throw it out there. And you guys can agree or disagree, and we can make this decision as a team because we are a team. I know I'm the CEO, but hey. at least that's what you guys tell me. Yeah, you just have to bring it up anytime you can. <laughs> I'm He's going the CEO, president, and VP. I'm going Miguel Cabrera. Are you really? I am. I'm torn between Cleves and Cabrera. I'm not. I'm going Miguel Cabrera too. All right. Are you? Yeah. <laughs> Look, I triple crown. Yes, exactly. that's what stands Thank out you. to me, and I feel like. If he won a a World Series, let's say he wins a World Series in the next five years with the Tigers. I know, just call me crazy. That is crazy. Over the, over the life of this contract, so he sneaks into one, and he gets a World Series. Like, that is enough to be one of the greatest Detroit sports athletes of all time. That's the only thing he is missing to be on the list that he deserves because he is one of the greatest hitters of all time. He's one of the greatest baseball players of all time, in my opinion. By He's a far. very underrated defensively i know his body got out of control and he gets hurt but dude he's got some soft hands and he when he he has so much fun so i'm i'm going cabrera ryan's going cabrera micah sorry you well he's a two-time mvp i mean this is it's a big deal yeah and during the mike trout era too and he had how many countless second place finishes top five finishes i mean this guy is an absolute legend (laughs) one uh before the injury thing started one of the best right-handed hitters in baseball history. I mean, you, you would put him in the top five Definitely. every time. 100%. See, it's hard to argue that. I mean, I'm trying to be respectful or thoughtful, however you want to put it, of Mateen Cleaves and what he did for MSU. But it was only a national title. Mm-hmm. And one since then, or zero since then, I mean. And it's just... Yes, you sold me on Carrera easily because of what he's done so far. There, there's been so many more high touting accomplishments from Miguel. I, I mean, you sold me on him. Yeah, I'm good. Miguel Cabrera is our letter C. Miguel Cabrera, congratulations, Miguel Cabrera. Come down and get your reward. All right, so we're jumping down to the letter D. And then we, I just, I feel like we should take a break after D. You guys okay with that? Yeah, yeah I'm good with that. All right. Miguel, what's up here? Take the spear. Buddy. All right, so we got the letter D. Another one, that, man. I'm telling you guys, this could get controversial at times if people pay attention on the social media. 
All right, so letter D. And I guarantee you're missing a lot. I'm oh, dude, I I, I can't even imagine how many like these are just off the top of our head, really. Yeah. Um, that we we kind of collaborated on at one point. Um, all right, so we'll do D and E, and then we'll take a break just so, just for the record, because E's pretty easy. This is a tough one for me, but there's a there's one that's saying all right. So I'll just list off the, the ones that are worth bringing up: Pavel Dotsuk, Alex Del Vecchio, Chuck Daly, Joe Dumars. Mark D'Antonio, T.J. Duckett, Dave Dombrowski. Is I, I wanted to bring them all up because I think they deserve to be brought up. T.J. Duckett, you're off the list, right? He, yes. He's not going to compare yep. with, with any of these guys. All right. Talk so where did I cross this out. Can you guys just keep the conversation going? Uh, yeah, how you doing, man? <laughs> no, you can All right. Dave Dombrowski, love what he did, didn't bring a title. See you, buddy. Sorry. Sorry. Your job was to bring a title. You sold the mortgage to bring a title. You failed to do it. Yep, I agree. Dave Dombrowski, you're off the list. Yeah, and we're paying the price for him right now. Definitely. All right. Which I was so, okay so, with. So now basically we got a coach in Mark D'Antonio. We got Pavel Dasuk, Alex Delvecchio, Chuck Daly, Joe Dumars. So you got basketball versus hockey right, right here, and then you got a football coach. Does the football coach compare? Like, I don't want to say D'Antonio doesn't deserve to be on the list. But are we going to look at a coach over four great hockey players? I see. Or I see two better, great hockey players, two great basketball yeah, players. Yeah, I see better, uh, better athletes. On better there. athletes, right? Yep. Okay. Dark, Mark D'Antonio. Sorry, buddy. You're not only off the payroll of Michigan State. You are <laughs> off, the, off the list of the greatest D's of all time. Yep. In the state of Michigan. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> This is why I ask you guys oh, to man. talk because I'm going to say something stupid, which <laughs> that, I just—that's why we want to let you talk. <laughs> All right, one of the, the I'm greatest teams in the state of Michigan. D'Antonio, you're done. Certified here by <laughs> Sam. All right, so let's, so let's compare the two hockey players: Pavel Dasuk, Alex Delvecchio. Delvecchio is a retired number, olden days. Look, dude, I, I'm sorry. Same Ty Cobb argument, right? Same Ty Cobb ar- I'm argument. Sorry. I'm I'm gonna go with the guy that I've seen. I'm gonna go with the guy that I believe in. I'm gonna go Pavel Datsuk. Between the two of those. Yep. Between the hockey guys. So so Easily. let's go basketball here. We got Dumars and Daly. Ryan, who would you who would you lean towards in those two? I'm I'm gonna pick Dumars because not only he he was there during the Daly days, Chuck Daly, but he also was the one who assembled the two thousand four championship and the six Eastern Conference Championship, the whole run there. He he was the one who brought those guys together. Yeah, he messed it up after that, but we owe him a championship for it. We owe him three championships, all three Pistons championships he was involved with. To Joe Duno, Dumars. Joe, Joe Dumars. All right, I'm I'm crossing Chuck Daly off the list then. So now here we are, Pavel Datsuk versus Joe Dumars. This one should be a poll on on the social. This media. one definitely needs to be a poll. Like, I lean towards Dasuk, and I tell I'm going to tell you why because when Ryan brought up a couple last episode, yeah. I think it was maybe it was two, maybe it was two episodes ago. I don't remember what it was, but he he asked a question that was, "Have the Red Wings ever had one of the best player or the best player in the NHL? Like hands down." Yeah, was and this, I said no. Was this on the air or was this? I think we did it when we were recording a couple episodes ago. No, I don't think. He was off the air. Was it really? Yeah, we were just talking. I think I brought it up, though. Our conversations are better off the air than on the air. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> don't tell people that. Yeah. Keep listening. This is a great <laughs> podcast. We give the good stuff on while we're recording. Um, but, all right. But when you said that, like, the first name that came to mind was 
probably does. I don't think Eisman was the best in, in in his era. I don't think, you know, pretty much anybody. Like the Red Wings have never had the best in their era since Gordy Howe. But Dasuk came to mind because like the league respected him. The players the, respected him more than any other 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 player in the NHL because of his play. Yeah, because he played on both sides of the ice. He was unbelievable. So, like. If you're going to say, like, one of the best players in the NHL on the Red Wings in the moment, like, I would think Dasuk is on that list. And he's won a couple cups, but... 2002 and 2008. 2008. 2008. But Joe Dumars feels a little bit more Detroit to me. A little bit more Michigan. I would agree with you. The bad boys, Mm -hmm. he was not... The leader of the team that was Isaiah Thomas. Okay, but he was the sidekick, and that is exactly what Dasuk was too. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the crazy part is like you had Lidstrom as the captain, you had Zetterberg as the captain, but Dasuk was always there, was always doing his job. Man, this is going to be tough. Dasuk was Detroit, but was he more Detroit than Joe Dumars? I don't think so. Do you? What, what do you think on that? I mean, I'm more of a hockey guy, and I'm trying not I, to put my blinders on for that love right you're there. You're overcompensating. But I think I might be trying to. But it's hard to have this argument because, one, okay, yes, he's Russian. Get it. But Joe Dumars has been a part of Detroit for so long. that, that That's kind of like the, the fighting back argument. But when you look at the Red Wings dynasty run, if you want to call it that, Datsuk was a huge part. Yeah. I mean, regardless of him being from Russia. Yeah. He was massive. We we don't win a cup without Pavel Datsuk. Call me crazy. I don't see it. You're probably right. I mean, I can't say that, that we would. Ah, man, this Look, one is really tough. You I'm, got I'm going through I'm going through Joe Dumar's career here. Okay. I I'm going to jump ship. I'm probably overcompensating the other way. I'm going to say Datsuk because I feel like he was you – know, I'm not a hockey guy, but I knew all about Datsuk. I, I, I watched the highlights. All right. Because Datsuk it is. Wait, hold on, hold on. Move on, move on, move on. No, no, no. Hold on. <laughs> all right, we're moving on before he changes his mind. <laughs> Train's rolling. <laughs> but I'm changing my mind because <laughs> – No, Joe, Joe Dumar is – he is Detroit, but he's also Detroit because of the two the two bad boys seasons. Okay, they were better than, you know, the they were a very good team for for a while. They had a really really good stretch. You know, Jordan had to go through them and all that. They were the bad boys, but he had I'm gonna say he had like a seven year stretch where he was scoring 17 to 20 points a game. Okay, so I, he's a big name. But he really didn't put up numbers. I think he it was kind of larger than life in the city, and and being an executive and bringing the championship in 04 definitely helps him. So that's the only part, the argument, player to player. I'm I'm saying Datsuk. So I think if we're gonna talk about this, it's got to be how much does that 04 championship factor in this decision? Because if if it's mostly the impact based on their the playing days, then I'm gonna go Datsuk on this because I think he was. In the top tier of hockey players for a very, very long time. And I'm saying, like, top, was he ever the best in hockey? Maybe he wasn't. Maybe he was. Maybe he was the most talented one. I don't know, but he was at least playing at, at a top tier level for a long time. Joe Dumars would, was never one of those top tier guys. He was just 
a part of the bad boys and he was an essential part of the bad boys but he you know what you are I'm getting at with this he could have mm-hmm. anybody could have been Joe Dumars no I don't think, anybody I don't think like, that he had to fill the role that he needed to fill I just think if you're if you're looking at the persona of Detroit then it would be Joe Dumars if you're looking at I don't know like the I, I like skill more than almost anything else I like watching okay Athletes do perform so the, at their highest level, and I think Datsuk was that. Yeah, he was the better. role that he filled could have been filled by other people. What Datsuk did in his time in Detroit, literally nobody else in this world could do what he did. Is that fair to no say? No one's doing it since he left. You cannot match. You probably what he are did. saying you, it better you than cannot I replace, tried for like five you minutes. Can, <laughs> well, it was good. I got a chance to catch up on some notes. Um, <laughs> but what Dasuk did could not have been done by anybody else. What Joe no. Dumars did may have been able to be done by somebody else. Right. He had an attitude, but Joe Dumars also was shooting, you know, 45 to 48% from the field and scoring 17 points a game. A lot of people can do that if they get the shots. So, so I, it sounds like the consensus is Dasuk. Dasuk. But. We'll put it up for We're a poll. We're going to put it up for a poll. That's a that's an Instagram poll right there. Right. And, Joe the, and again, 04 championship. That's got to. That has to play poll. Or, <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll play the poll with. Play a poll. Play, play poll. a poll of the part. <laughs> bep, bep. All right. Poll. So before we take a break. Um, we're gonna do the letter E. <laughs> like we couldn't come up with any names, so we went with Braylon Edwards. I mean, can you can you not? Co- I can't. I this just, is this well, is one that this, you just like. If you guys are disagree with us, come up with a better one. Well, this is Sparty versus Wolverine right here. Is that what Paul Edin Edinger is? He was a kicker for Sparty? MSU. <laughs> he was he's a going. So. He's like. I feel like I we should no just cut now. So. <laughs> like, yeah, E is a very hard letter to find anybody. Braylon with the last Edwards name. was unbelievable as a Michigan Wolverine. He was. I yes. don't know anything about kickers. I, and I think Are any they MSU players? fans That's a that question. lived during that period would probably would love agree. this guy. But was he more of like he probably had a better NFL career than a Spartan? Like no, he had a couple really good years, but he was more known. I would say he's better known in college than he was in pros. Okay. Who? Both. Braylon Edwards. Yeah, both of them probably. Oh, or, okay. oh yeah, sorry. Yeah, Braylon Edwards probably is, but Braylon Edinger probably Edinger, be- more NFL made of none of name of himself in the pros. I have no idea who this guy is. <laughs> just, it sounds familiar. <laughs> All right, we're going Braylon Edwards. <laughs> Kind of fits what we're doing here, so we went with that. That was a nice little break. I needed that. <laughs> my voice was getting, my mouth was getting dry. <laughs> I had to take a pee, so that was a nice little break there. So we are doing the greatest state of Michigan athletes or coaches, A through Z is what we're doing. We're designating a letter to everybody that deserves a letter. Yeah, well, A through H for now, right? A through H today, we are... A through F's E so far. So we got F, G, and H to end this episode. It's a three-part three part series that we're going to do over the next three episodes. So that's where we're at. So we're on letter F. So somebody else needs to talk because I need another drink. All right. Letter F. We're going to start it off. Throw some names out there. Sergey Fedorov. Gerald Ford. Has anyone heard of that guy? Is his middle initial S or is it R? <laughs> <laughs> Following him, weird. we've got we got Slava Fatisov, Cecil Fielder, and his son, Prince 
fielder. All right, so we so we, let's start with the Couple Russians. Of fielders. Let's start with oh. the Russian hockey players. Then we'll then we'll do, go between the two fielders. The Russian. All right. Slava Fetisov, he was one of the first Russians to play in the NHL. Yep. Big name. Nothing compared to Sergei Fedorov. Safe to say? Very safe. Sergei, you just hurt your buddy Slava because you cut him <laughs> off the list. So let's <laughs> jump to the fielders. Yeah, you've he's been, pretty good though, right? You've been chopped. Slava was a good defenseman. But all right. So now we're on the fielders, Ryan. Help us out with this one. Cecil and Prince. Who was bigger? Like Is that now physically or <laughs> oh, <man>. physically bigger? <laughs> I honestly don't know. What kind of jokes are these, Walmart? <laughs> Terrible joke. <laughs> Awful. Uh, yeah, Cecil Fielder was my original favorite player. Me too. In in baseball before Griffey really yeah. took off. Yeah, I mean Griffey was always there, but Cecil Fielder was yeah the reason why I was obsessed with the Tigers and basically was obsessed with baseball at a really really young age. He was awesome, and he had over fifty home runs. Um, Prince Fielder did it too, but he did it with the Brewers. I'm going to say as far as like a baseball impact, I don't know. I mean, Cecil Fielder only had like two or three good years with the Tigers, though. I don't know. That's, that, it, that's it's fair. Tough. It's tough between the I'm, two of them. I'm going to say bigger impact on the organization. I'm going to go with Cecil Fielder. Yeah, and I, I would agree. I feel like Prince, uh, we put him out there because he had to be, basically. Yep. He had an opportunity to be the F of the state of Michigan. Yeah. He had a very good opportunity. They didn't win the World Series. There was a big A fallout. I just caught myself. There was a big fallout of this big F like the fallout. whole you know He said what did he say? Look, it wasn't a pretty ending. <laughs> We're still paying him. Yeah. No, yeah. you're right. And, and, and nothing came uh, even, was year even from three years, maybe. It, and even from year one, you know, he came in in 2013, signed the big contract. We were all pumped. We everybody, the Tigers were the yeah. best team in baseball in 2012. They did not win the World Series, <laughs> and then we added Prince, Prince Fielder, Fielder and our right. lineup of 50 home runs. I'm, right? It was yeah, that year. Jillian, Jillian, my my wife always gives me uh, crap because on Facebook, like I just I just don't go on Facebook. I don't, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure the last. Post. The last post I ever made on Facebook, <laughs> I wrote something on my wall. Is that a thing? Well, anyways, yeah, I wrote something, I know, and, and I all I said was Prince with like seventeen exclamation points. <laughs> we and might have to post that. And I've had like post. I've had like you know three kids since then, <laughs> <laughs> and I and I just don't post on on that. But Prince Fielder was big enough at the time where it was a huge deal. So so Prince made out of town like a bandit, right? And just kind of he basically screwed over Detroit. I see. One I, I way don't. Or I think Detroit screwed him over. I think the organization and what happened. So there's there's a lot of speculation of what exactly happened with the cheating, with Avisel Garcia. Mm-hmm. Don't want to throw any names out there, but I already did. <laughs> but that's what killed Prince Fielder in Detroit was the <laughs> behind the scenes. <laughs> yes, stuff. it was locker room stuff. Yeah. So I he didn't he didn't want to play baseball. Prince. He didn't want to play baseball. Yeah, that's a really good point. I mean, how long was it till after he was done? I think it was, it was one year, A couple, right? couple more years maybe with the Rangers. Yeah. I don't know. And then all of a sudden back injuries and I think it was back, neck, yeah. and he's done. Yeah, he's done. Neck. Right. So Look, uh, Again, I think Prince would have an opportunity, had the opportunity to become VF of the state of Michigan, but it didn't come through. We wanted to bring that up basically to point that out, I yeah. think it is safe to say. So really Cecil the only Fielder is, is over Prince Fielder in my mind. Yes, it, but he doesn't match up with Sergey Fedorov. So – so we're down to a baseball player, so, a president, and an <laughs> NHL player. Yeah. Sergey Fedorov, 
changed a lot in the game of hockey, in the game of the, the Detroit Red Wings. Look, I agree with you. Yeah. Fedorov was much more long-term. He won three cups with the Red Wings. I'm sorry, but Fedorov wins that battle between him and Cecil Fielder. Let me make a quick plug here. If you haven't seen the Russian Five documentary, oh boy. go Have you watched watch that? it. I've never seen it. No. Look at is it on any of the the streaming things? It, I think you can rent it off of the the Apple Store on your Apple TV. I'm sure there's other uh, platforms as well. Do I have I to watch it as it. a documentary or pay, can I watch a, it as a documentary? Documentary. What, oh. what did I say? Hockey. Stop. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> All right. So never heard that. You're coming over one of these nights and we're watching that All because right. it yeah, is amazing I, and I'm due for a nice But you know ride. what? I'm just going to Gerald R. Ford is like a funny pick here. Yeah, right. But Sergey Fedorov is the winner of the of the Fs, okay. right? 100%. And, and and for the record, I am completely fine with all these Red Wings names coming out as the top because in all honesty, they've been the most dominant franchise uh, in Detroit. I mean, that's that's sure. just easy. So if if they start pulling away here and and it's hockey town. It just is what it is. Yep. All right. So, so Fedorov wins the letter F. So we'll jump down to letter G. We got Kurt Gibson, Draymond Green, Blake Griffin. Sorry, buddy. You haven't done squat for that. You shouldn't be on the list. You're going to cross him off. Yeah. Brandon Graham. <laughs> who knows where you're at now? He's been in. Oh, yeah. Luke Glendening. Love you, buddy. I hate that you broke my collarbone, but good for you. You're off the list. <laughs> so we got Kurt, G- Kurt Gibson, Draymond Green, Hank Greenberg. Can I throw another name this out there? Yeah. Kevin Grady. That's a high school Ooh. big name. <laughs> Do you remember well, Kevin Grady? Well, hold on. Well, of course what? we remember Kevin oh, no, 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 Grady. No, no. I know. <laughs> Was did he play football for Michigan or basketball? This Michigan. is this Kevin is the, is the one that played I, fo- I, I football. can't keep him straight. He was a running straight. back. Calvin played basketball Calvin. and football. And football. Kelvin Kelvin Grady was a better athlete. Well, uh, I mean, debatable, but yeah, they were <laughs> they were both Snowbridge Amazing just, athletes. Yeah, that's true. And then Demarcus Grady was their cousin. He was pretty oh, good too. That's right. Remember? Yeah, yeah. They were stacked. Oh my god, East Grand Rapids. Yeah. Anyways, speaking of East he, Grand Rapids, Glenn Denning, you were at East Grand Rapids too, wasn't he? E. <laughs> I just want to throw him out there because <laughs> that was a good era for East was, Grand Rapids. They were yeah, paying a lot of players in seventh grade when I tried to tackle him. That was that was the moment that I realized like, hey, maybe I'm not a linebacker. <laughs> I don't know. He just ran right through me. I remember Aaron Reed. Telling me the story when he tried tackling Grady. Kevin Grady. <laughs> he said he thought he wrapped up both of his legs and it was only one. <laughs> <laughs> so there's your plug. If you're listening, Aaron, there you go. Or or Kevin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, no, they're a good name. That's a good name. But I just want to name drop. Yeah, He's not, got like every high school record in the state of Michigan. Or at least sure. he did. All right. So, so now we got Kurt Gibson, Draymond Green, and Hank Greenberg. Hank Greenberg, look, I think Draymond Green's another one of those players that's that's similar to ones that we named earlier. It's like, yeah, you knew he was a good Spartan. He was very good at in the Spartans, but probably half the country's like, what school did he go to? Because he's a warrior, right? That's what made his name is being a part of this three-headed monster in. I don't agree Golden with that. No? I don't agree with that as much as the Kirk Cousins comparison. Okay. Because Draymond Green is people know him with Izzo. All right. And because Michigan State is such a big presence in the in college football or college basketball, I'm sorry. It because they're such a big program, people do know that he came from Michigan State because he's that tough yep. guy from Michigan State that played with Izzo and he was successful and led his team to a final four. 
Like that, he is Michigan State to me. He he like he just you know lives and breathes Michigan State. All right. Yep, I would agree. But would you compare him to Hank Greenberg or Kurt Gibson? No, I agree with that. Nope, I wouldn't. All right. So we we do have to keep moving. Sorry, sorry. No, but good. we're we're running we're running short on time here. So we got Kurt Gibson versus Hank Greenberg. I lean towards Kurt Gibson. Mainly because I know a little bit more about him. Hank Greenberg, I mean, he was a big name in Detroit baseball, right? Yeah, so absolutely. I, am I wrong on saying Kurt, G- Kurt Gibson? No, Maybe because, I like, I mean, I'm spoon-fed Kurt Gibson on Fox Sports Detroit. Yeah. So. Look, if people want to know a reference of Hank Greenberg, he played in the 1930s. That's that's where he played with the, okay. so it's a with the Tigers. Different um, era. And 40s, he he actually was military guy, so he oh, so sat he, out what yeah. like three years yep. with the Tigers because he was in World War II, so also a hero. Yeah. Um, but but you know this guy, I, he he hit career 313, but in his prime he's hitting 340, 350. He did hit 58 home runs in a season. Whoa. Yeah. 58 home know. runs in 1938, and uh, I believe he won. Maybe the triple crown. Uh, I don't know. I'd have to ask my brother. That's a few dingers, man. Yeah, I mean this. He he was a great baseball player. But long story short, I'm gonna go with Kurt Gibson. I think he had a big bigger impact because on of the, the more state of Michigan. clutchness of him, winning the title and well, and he played he played baseball at Michigan State as well and football and football. Yeah. So he he was a you know a huge athlete for the state of Michigan as a whole, not just for the Detroit Tigers. Okay, those those are the two that I kind of came down and, to. And historically, with you know the home run that he hit with the Dodgers, even I mean, yeah. come on, it's Kirk Gibson. Yeah, and now he's he's a, a color analyst. Yeah, for the, so, for he's, the he's so he's still around. still around. He's still part of it. He was a good manager as well for for a while for for the Diamondbacks. I want to say is yeah. that correct? Yeah, I, um, think he was. I don't think I want uh, maybe good's not the right word, but he was a manager. He was adequate. Yeah, um, I would lean toward Gibson as well. I mean, you okay with that one, Micah? I can be okay with that. All right, so we'll yeah. give Gibson. The letter G, and now we are on to the letter H. And look, we're really, we're really gotta move, move here. Right. Um, so I'm gonna just, I'm just gonna list off some names, and I, I might cross them off as we go. You got Jim Harbaugh, Gordy Howe, Jawan Howard, similar to Jim Harbaugh. Jawan uh, Howard, not yet. Cross not him off. yet. Cross them off. I think that's the same with Jim Harbaugh, right? Don't do that yet. No. Okay. Jason Hansen, Dominic Kajic, Desmond Howard. Oh man. <laughs> Willie Horton. Richard Hamilton, Rip, Mike Hart, Chad Henney, oh like that's the same era right there. Yep. You got Ernie Harwell, <laughs> gosh, Tom Harmon, Grant Hill, Tory Hunter. Love you, buddy, but I'm gonna cross you off the list mainly because you just look like an idiot jumping over the wall. Um, <laughs> and then Bobby Higginson, dude, those are some names in the you letter H. You cannot have Bobby Higginson on there. I'm sorry. No, <laughs> just, he, all right, just because you're a hustler. Doesn't put you on the list. All right, Bobby Higginson, you're <laughs> off the list. Hustle, 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 All right, hustle. dude. All right, so what I want to do here is this is going to be a Twitter poll, I think. This has to be a Twitter poll or just like – we'll just post it somewhere. I need to throw one more on. Sorry, Drew Henson. Okay. He was the one that won the title, the the national title in 97, right? Did was we he, end up looking at that Was he on that team? I thought so. He played with Tom Brady. He took his Tom Brady's spot during his senior year, Tom Brady's senior year. Mm-hmm. I feel like that was 98 or 99. Yeah. Okay, I, I think, could be wrong. I think it was a 98. But he was a big name coming out of he's coming out of high school like that was he he has so many still has so many high school records coming out of high school in in football 
in basketball and baseball. I mean, the guy was a phenomenal, phenomenal athlete, and his baseball records are untouchable. Okay. So, all right, I'm going to cross another name off. Tom Harmon. Look, I know a Michigan legend, but, I mean, we, we, we crossed Ty Cobb off for being yeah. old. Yep. Like, I'm sorry, but you're not going to win this. You old. You are not going to win it. Um, what, Willie Horton, I kind of feel, yeah. is that same Great player, same little overrated, I okay. think. If you really look back at the stats, a little overrated. Okay, so now I, I want to bring it. All right, Mike Hart, Chad Henney. Which one of the two would you think is was is a bigger Michigan? I I would go to Mike Hart basically because Hart. of a little brother comment. Yes, I think like I like well, that about it. I think that's a part of it. The man put his money where his mouth was. He was real good. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Mike Hart too. So is Chad Henney though. But I, nah. I think Mike Hart put, was better at running back than Chad Henney was at QB. Yes. Okay. to be honest. All right, so now we're 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 getting into some crazy names. So Jim Harbaugh, I personally would cross him off now, but. You told me not to. Well, where do we want to compare it? So, Grant Hill. Would you say Grant Hill deserves to be on this list? No. Big name in Detroit, but never sealed the deal. Was gone before the title. Yeah, I think. Yep. 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 Stud. Stud basketball player. He could have been an all-time great without injuries. Okay. He really could have been. But injuries are part of it. Yes. You're done. So, now I want to go to Desmond Howard. You're not crossing him off the list. Not yet. No, I don't no think so. He's okay. a, he's a okay. Michigan legend. Okay. Ernie Harwell, more of a voice than oh, an athlete. I love the old man Ernie, but there's nothing you can really compare him to with these athletes. I, he was great. Loved him. Detroit loved him. Michigan loved him. Yeah. He is but Detroit like, Tigers. He That's is Detroit Tigers. That is the crazy part. Is like, yeah, he is Detroit Tigers, but... Compared to this list, I'll give it to Does you. he deserve to be on it? I I would lean towards like there's too he's, many good he's in the Hall of Fame, true blue like greats on I, this. I'll list. I'll agree with you if he was in two uh, two true two yes blue, two true blue <laughs> true blue great athletes of their time. Yeah, like, it's not just if we were going like first or last, and and we could throw him in the E category for Ernie, then he would win. You guys, let's cut yeah, the that's crap. That's a really out. good point. We're going to be in quarantine for probably another month. We're going to go through <laughs> broadcasters. <laughs> okay. So. Yeah. So, so Dan Dankerson, man, he's up there. <laughs> so Rip Hamilton. I feel like if if Joe Dumars isn't going to win, Rip Hamilton shouldn't win a letter. Is that fair? <laughs> I don't know, man. It's tough. Come on, basketball guy. We're trying, guy. To, we're trying to get it down to us. four here. We're trying to get it down to four at the at the very least for now. Like. I'm I'm glad you brought up Drew Henson. I don't think he deserves to be on. No, this. Drew Henson can be off. Okay, Richard Hamilton. Look, I loved the guy, big part, but he was probably the third guy, third or fourth guy at times. Okay, on this team, right on the championship team, and on that the Pistons. He was era. so important to that team. He was, he was very know. important, but he was three or four. No, he was number two, man. No, you thought of Chauncey Billups, <laughs> you thought of Ben Wallace, and even Rasheed Wallace, I think, and even Tayshaun Prince could come ahead of those guys. Like, when you're looking back in the – I don't know. I the feel like that led the team in scoring most of the time. Okay. Can we can we get one name out of the way that I think you might agree with? Dominic okay. Koshik. Dominic so, Koshik. That's fair. It is fair. Uh, just not I, enough with the I, Red Wings. I love right? what he did, just not enough. One of the greatest goalies of all time. Who, it, but outstanding. most of his career was not with Detroit. I, yeah. I'm good with it. I'm good with him. I, I already crossed it off. Okay. So who, who are we down to? Sorry, right, we're down to Jim Harbaugh, Gordie Howe, 
Jason Hansen, Desmond Howard, and Rip Hamilton. Um, I'm gonna cross. I want to cross Jim Harbaugh off personally. Th- then cross him. He off. has the yeah. opportunity to. He might take over this H hands down very quickly within yes, the next you're couple right. years because he is so underachieved as head coach. He hasn't earned it. So right. sorry. And look, th- this should be easy with Gordy Howe's name, right? It should. But we've done it before. We've talked about the importance of now and not necessarily just a memory and a book and what we're being told. I'm going to keep him on the list. So right now we got Gordy Howe, Jason Hansen, Desmond Howard, and Rip Hamilton. And That's four. And Mike Hart. Yep, you're right. Okay, so 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 let's break it down between ba- football players. Desmond Howard, Desmond and Howard, Hart. or Mike Hart? Oh, Desmond, Desmond Howard. Howard. Desmond Howard, right? Close. So sorry, Mike Hart. We love you, buddy. Love your little brother stuff too. Um, but you're off the list. So now we got Gordy Howe, Jason Hansen, Desmond Howard, and Rip Hamilton. This is I, really really tough. I feel like Jason Hansen in this list is extremely underrated. I agree. Isn't he one of like the highest point scores for <laughs> the Detroit the Lions? He was the only consistent. The he oh, was the, the only consistent Detroit t- Lion of all time. And what he did for the city. And he didn't Lots leave. of good things, right? Yeah. Everybody else left. <laughs> he was He's like, hey, I'll kick for you guys. And he moved. He moved to Detroit after a long time. I met him, and I feel like I'm best friends with him. So, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Can okay, you so I like him. J- <laughs> if he wins the H, we got to get him out Listen, of the podcast. I don't think he thinks of me as a best friend. I just think of him <laughs> as a best friend. Okay, Jason Hansen or Rip? I, okay, we could take Rip Hamilton off. I, I'll agree so to we're that. Gonna, Gordy let's, Howe. Let's narrow this down to two then. Is that fair? Not four. I think Desmond Howard has right. to be on the list. So Rip J- Hamilton, you're, you're off the list. Sorry, yeah. buddy. But okay. Jason Hansen, BTL. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Oh man, now we're down to three. I mean, we gotta get this done. We gotta get this done. All right. <laughs> Gordy <laughs> Howard, Silence. Jason Hanson, Desmond Howard. What do we do? Can we do a three a three three name <laughs> poll? I lean towards Gordy, but I I can't disagree with any of these. Who uh who came up with the Heisman pose there? That's a great point. I, you know that is legendary. That's legendary. That right there alone. Yeah, you're right. I'm sold. I'm sold on that. I I didn't even think of it. I did not even think of that. Jason Hans was, was never the greatest kicker in the game. He was very consistent for the Lions because he had to be. Yep. Jason Hansen, sorry you're off the list. Gordy Howell, like, dude, Mr. Hockey. I but Yeah. Ty Cobbish, right? A little. A little. Would he be great people today? Com- people people say mm. Gordy Howe would play in any year. Wayne Gretzky says Gordy Howe is the greatest hockey player of all time. Because he could play in any era, oh, so that is tough. boy. If Gretzky says that, ooh, from man. one old timer to another, I lean towards Gordy Howe over Desmond. Oh, you just personally. changed your mind. I know, I did. <laughs> He's going to a. What do you think, my guy? <laughs> yeah, I'm going. What do you think? I'll if it, if this is Gordy Howe, that's fine with me. Again, it's the hockey town. You know, like they they've been the best team in the state for forever. So I feel like it, we might get killed if, if we don't, we don't go Gordy Howe. It's, it's hard <laughs> like, for me to say because we, we didn't live anywhere as close to his time. I know. And it's hard to understand what he did. Yeah, you can read all the all the articles, all the stats of what he's done, but to truly understand how far ahead of his time he was for his his time he was playing, I don't know. I'm going to go Gordie Howe. You know why? Because Desmond Howard won an MVP, a Super Bowl MVP with the Packers. 
half of his name, like half of what Desmond Howard Jeez. did was in the pros. He was very successful professionally. He was. He was. Like, he met he met a he lot win, to Michigan. Did he win a Heisman? He did win that. Yeah. Yeah, but he did not win a national championship. I'm going to go with Gordy Howe. I agree with that. I man, I didn't realize this would mean. You that know what? Tough. We we just picked Honestly, Charles Woodson over Desmond Howard. But but if you're talking about just a Michigan impact, I mean Desmond Howard with the Heisman pose and all that, all the moments that he had, the great moments. I love the pose though. <laughs> Charles Woodson says Desmond had the pose. But I got the rose. Uh, wow. Okay. Gordy, how it is? Yeah, let's We're do it. We're going, Gordy. Let's do it. That's not just transition music. That is mock draft. Oh, you love it. Seventeen point eighty four. It's probably accurate, <laughs> dude. I love this mock drafts. I was like, lines at three got me into the draft more than ever before. So we're, we're look. We we only got the the draft is a week from Thursday, so we gotta we gotta soak this in while we can. Yeah. So we're gonna have a little mock draft mania here. I'm getting nervous for this. I'm getting really nervous, <laughs> man. Like I'm like we were supposed to have that watch party for the, for the draft oh, at the yeah. Hobbs, which I'm kind of glad it's folded because I was going to be a nervous wreck. You'd be so because, stressed. Like I would be pacing the whole dang time. So, but I get to do that from my own home now. Um, we'll see if we come up with something. But, all right. Anyways, we got a mock draft here. We got a mock draft from Kevin Hansen from SI.com. It is a no-trades mock draft. But what we're going to do, we're going to work our way through it. You guys are going to make these picks for the Detroit Lions, and we're going to compare what he did compared to what you guys did and see what, what, what we got. We'll just talk about it. Are we actually making the picks for the Lions? Like, we're, we're the get, GM? You're going to get the sounder. It is going to be – you're going to feel like a true GM. Like, honestly, you're Whoa. doing it from a computer, right? That's what they're going to be doing Whoa. a week from Thursday. That is so, true. I mean, with Foreshadowing. The, with everything going on, like, this is basically exactly what we're going to be seeing a week from Thursday. Um, so we'll just jump in. This Again, this is um, – what's his name? Kevin Hansen from SI.com. Great mock draft. Love it. I like, I like where we're at. Maybe bring it down just a touch. Beauty. Inside baseball. Yes. All right, so the first pick, he has Cincinnati Bengals taking Joe Burrow, quarterback out of LSU, Washington. They take Chase Young, edge out of Ohio State. Okay, so I'm going to name five players available. Tua Tonga Viola, quarterback out of Alabama, Jeffrey Okuda, quarter, cornerback out of Ohio State, Derek Brown, defense tackle out of Auburn, Isaiah Simmons, linebacker out of Clemson, Jerry Judy, wide receiver out of Alabama, Ryan who do the Lions like? Tell me when the pick is in. The pick is in. With the third overall pick, the Detroit Lions select Jeffrey Okuda, cornerback from Ohio State. Not going to do it. Not going to do it? Nope. All right. I've been pretty consistent with that the whole time. Yes, you have. I, I would rather you guys finish before we get in. Okay. into it. Micah, tell me when the pick's in for the Detroit Lions. The pick is in. With the third overall pick, the Lions select Jeffrey Okuda out of Ohio State. I don't disagree with you guys on this one. I really don't. I, I think, think do. Jeffrey Okuda, look, uh, no trades, yeah. The, he might be the best pick. I, that's who I want. I want Jeffrey Okuda, but I want him around five or seven. Yeah. But 
in this in this moment. Look, at three, I would take Tua personally. I, I made that clear. I think it's too high of a draft pick to spend on a quarter, corner. All right. Wait. So is that is that your pick, or are you gonna? I I'm actually not pick doing picks. I'm just talking. Oh, you are. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because I know who this guy took. I don't want to. I don't want to ruin it. All right. Oh, so okay. I just want to make a note that yeah. I, there are only three people at third overall that I'm okay with. I I would be okay with Isaiah Simmons. I see the value in having that kind of an athlete at linebacker that can guard people. Uh, get to the passer. He's actually a great blitzer. He finishes tackles. Like the guy, if he if he's doing a shoestring tackle, the guy goes down. Like he. He's an amazing talent. His his uh, combine was, you know, off the charts, and I I could see the value of getting Isaiah Simmons or Jeffrey Okuda. Two is the other one. If you're gonna if you're gonna invest in uh, a guy at third overall, it better be a franchise type player, and that quarterback is definitely one of those positions. I do not want Derek Brown. I do not want Jared Judy. Okay, so uh, sorry. really, I was thinking Judy over Tua. If I were to switch with them, not at three. I, like, if if we're talking, I know we're in that. that if we're talking about trading down trade. and double trading down, then then maybe we can talk about it. But I at third overall, no way. Yeah. All right. So Kevin Hansen's pick is in. He takes Isaiah Simmons, linebacker out of Clemson. Really? Yeah. All right. Third did, overall. Did he provide the reason? He did not. Okay. This is just a. He probably did actually. I could probably find that here. Um, but I mean, we right, know the reasons. Look, Isaiah Simmons very versatile. Mm-hmm. Linebacker is a, is a position of need for the Lions. I personally don't think he's a good fit. I think he's almost too versatile. He needs too questionable. Like, all right, what is he? What position will he be? What position do you want him to be? I mean, I know he can play safety. <laughs> I know he can play other positions, uh, linebacker. But like, I don't see that fitting in Detroit. How, personally, yeah. how's his speed? It's solid. Better than running back? Very bad. All right, so this is what he said. The Lions are an ideal trade back spot here as both the Dolphins and or the Chargers could seek to move up a couple of spots for a quarterback. Whether picking at number three or five or six, the Lions will likely debate Simmons or Ohio State's Jeffrey Okuda if both available when they are on the clock. The depth of the cornerback class allows the Lions to take Clemson's do-it-all hybrid defender here with a chance to nab a talented cornerback prospect at the top of the second round. Maybe that's a free shuttle here. Pair him with uh, free agent addition Desmond Trufant. So, I, f- according to Kevin, he's basically saying, hey, cornerback's probably a more deep position here in the draft. So you can address that need later on. That might be a little foreshadowing well, you never know all right so <laughs> second round 35th overall i'm gonna name five players that are available that are worth worth talking about and then you guys can make this pick for the detroit lions does that sound good yep we're gonna keep this going five round mock draft here. did we explain the the whole all right so basically i don't know if we did yeah so basically we got five names available so this is kevin's mock draft and we're going to basically base it on what he predicts of what's what's going on. Who's right. available, who's right. not. So they these guys might have been picked a little bit before, a little after. You never know. But I basically pulled five names that I thought were worth bringing up and then hovering around that 35th overall. Yep, yeah, so we are not allowed of, we're not allowed to choose people that are off his list at this correct, point in his correct. mock draft. Yes, that is exactly what we're doing here. All right, so second round. 35th overall, one of these five players are available. And one of them is who he took. All right, Grant Delpit, safety out of LSU. 
Jonathan Taylor, running back out of Wisconsin. DeAndre Swift, actually, running back out of Georgia. Jalen Johnson, cornerback out of Utah. And Caesar Ruiz, IOL. What does that mean? Inside, inside he, he offensive is, lineman. He is inside s- offensive lineman. He's guard. a center. It's a guard, right? Guard center. He would he would play guard because of the depth the Lions have at center right now. Okay, so they're all five of Bill. One of them is Kevin's pick, but out of those five, Ryan, you tell me when your pick is in. Oh, oh man, this all is right. tough, right? The pick is in. All right, so do we? All right, hold on. Do we want to base? Even this? Have a guy yet? Do we want to base this? Do we? All right, Micah. All right, so do we want to base this off of what he picked or what you guys picked? No, I want to do it. Yeah, we need to pick first. I don't want to know what he picked. 100%. But basically, like, so do you want to basically say that, all right, he took Isaiah Simmons, or do you want to say that you took Jeffrey Okuda? I'm building my team here. All right, so we're building our team here. Yep. So don't worry about what he took. Yep. At this point. Yep. Okay. So, Micah, you're up, buddy. Tell me when the pick's in. The pick is in. 35th overall, the Detroit Lions select. Jonathan Taylor, running back out of Wisconsin. I'm going to just, I'm going to flat he's out, good. I'm going to be frank with this. If he's available at If he's available, it will be a damn shame if you don't pick him. I agree with that. I, I would run to the podium in that pick, personally. I think he's gone. Look, DeAndre Swift is also available from Georgia. Just pointing that out. He's that widely... basically means like those are the top two running backs, right? Yes. I'm sure J.K. Dobbins wasn't wasn't on that he's list. He's top three, I think. He's yeah. the f- number three. Yeah, he's number three out of that that list. So you got two running backs available right there. You got your choice, Ryan. Yeah, the pick is in. With the 35th overall pick, the Detroit Lions select Grant Delpit. Safety out of LSU. Okay. This, okay. this is a first-round talent. People people early on in this mock draft, the whole business, you know, a couple months ago, were picking Grant Delpit for the Lions at third overall or trading back down to five overall. He was that kind of a talent. If he really? slips into the second round, yeah, he's a playmaker. If he, if he slips into the second round, defense needs so much attention – we could have two huge impact playmakers, key guys on this defense to make a name for themselves in the NFL in the first two rounds. I like it. Kevin Hansen's pick is in. Missing or not taking Jeffrey Okuda in the first round. He takes Jalen Johnson, cornerback out of Utah. So, I feel like that's okay. kind of what he was foreshadowing there with that first pick, saying, hey, Jeffrey is great. You can get depth. You can get a solid pick at corner in the second round. I like to hear that, personally, because you can get a position that maybe not as of need, but I don't know. Yeah, so my mm, thoughts, my, my first initial thoughts is, if you're going to skip on the kind of talent that Jeffrey Okuda is at cornerback, then you better have a, uh, a huge talent, uh, an elite talent at the, their position in Jalen Johnson, cornerback. And I just don't think Jalen Johnson nope. is that is kind that, of a talent. Is, is high quality of enough. You better he's almost guarantee yourself a hit right? in that second right. round. Right, and, and with Grant Delpit at safety, if he's available, I don't think he's going to be available. I don't think so either. But Grant Delpit at safety, he is an elite 
player at his position in this draft. Look, I really feel like the second round is the most important part of this draft because these names like Grant Delpit, Jonathan Taylor, DeAndre Swift, Cesar Ruiz, he'd be huge on the offensive line. These are really high-end, talented guys that if anybody falls from the first round, like I don't think any one of like Grant Delpit or Cesar Ruiz will fall to the second, but somebody always falls. One of these five will fall. Yes, we're going to have our right, options. One, two of these five. Like, let's let's say Jalen Johnson falls, right? Yeah. I don't know a whole lot about this guy. I'm not going to pretend I that I, I do. I don't either. But Jonathan but like, Taylor, DeAndre Swift. A bigger name, Swift, Taylor. I mean, if Cesar Ruiz is your pick there, I'm not complaining. Yeah. That's a massive need for the Lions. These inside are linemen, impact or inside guys. Inside tackle. Or, I mean, like offensive lineman is massive. It's basically coming down to, all right, where do you want to benefit? Do you want to continue to invest in the defense and hope that one of these guys can be a starter now? Or are you looking to add a little depth and make this offensive line a little bit more versatile? Right. And right? Yeah. And Mike was just saying, like, I, I hope you guys don't take Jonathan Taylor because that, that's a huge playmaker that the Lions could add in a second-round pick. I, I think some of these really good high-end talents are being undervalued because – it's just not the popular thing to do right now is invest in running backs yeah. in first rounds. But and look, I mean, if one running back goes off the board, boom, boom. The yeah. other two go off quick because you got J.K. Dobbins coming in on that, that same type of, you know. I would love to have one any one of those three guys. I agree. And it just takes one to be picked like mid-20s, and then all of a sudden the next two are gone quick because that's when start teams start panicking. And I, so, and sorry, I, know, and I know that we, we're not doing trades with this. But this is the importance of the trade. If we can trade down from three to five, three to six, still get our guy at five or six, and add a, either a second round pick or a late first round pick, Boom, we get our choice of both of these. That, then I want to start investing in running backs at this point. Yes. Because that's that's a luxury pick. Yep, completely agree. So let's jump down to the third round. You got two picks for the Lions. You got 67th overall, 85th overall. A lot of names here again. Like You guys might be surprised some of these names that come up. All right, 67th overall. So I'm going to name five five out there again. You got Justin Madbuki, inside defensive lineman, Texas A&M. Josh Uche, edge out of Michigan. Jake Fromm, quarterback, Georgia. Raekwon Davis, inside defensive lineman. Another big name out of Alabama. Zach Moss, running back out of Utah. Who wants to go first on this one? Go for it, Ryan. So I'm stuck between Josh Uche and Raekwon Davis with this one. Josh Uche, I, everything in me wants this pick to be Uche because I think he could be pretty dominant. He's so athletic as as an edge rusher, and that's in a point of need for the Lions. I just don't think somebody who performed so sporadically like he did in college, I just can't trust with this kind of a pick. So for me, I'm putting my money. The pick is in. With the 67th overall pick, the Detroit Lions select Raekwon Davis inside defensive lineman from Alabama. Micah, what are you thinking here? With the 67th overall pick, the Detroit Lions select Josh Uche out of Michigan. I knew you were going to I knew that was going to well, Listen, it, it's... With this trend of these teams picking these 
quote hometown players from these universities, I honestly think it's a no-brainer. You go edge with Josh Uche. I, I know that you it's know a need. Ryan it's brought a need. that Ryan brought up his his sporadic performance. I get it, but it's a heavy need and the value at third round with his talent. I think it's an absolute no-brainer. I like it. All right, so 67th overall. The pick is in by Kevin. For the Detroit Lions, Kevin selects Justin Metabuke, inside defensive lineman, Texas A&M. I think this is a perfect example of why Chase Young being off the board, it might not be the end of the world at, at three. Because you could either, or even like taking Derek Brown that high. This is where I really see a pattern here. It's like, you got depth here. You got an inside defensive lineman at Justin Mataluka. Solid. Solid player. He's going to be a good rotation he's good. guy in yeah, that he's position. Good. Or you could take Josh Uche, the edge. I think the way that the Lions are building, they're thinking inside might be the way to go. You have one edge rusher with yep. Trey Flowers. He is very good when he has a good defensive tackle next to him. You don't need two edges, in a lot of ways. That helps. It helps, but it's not the end. Of, it's not the end all be all. And the Lions seem to like to build through the inside out. We had some guys from last year that were hurt all year. Hand was hurt all year long. We have we have another guy we drafted last year. I think he's he's been looking pretty good. I don't remember the name, but you're right. I mean, it it's just hard because because I with these high end picks, I want somebody who you know what you're getting. And with Josh Uche, you just don't no know all the way. He he had a hard time even being on the field for Michigan. Sorry, so Ryan, who did you who did you say? Raekwon Davis. Raekwon right? Davis. And I'd be okay with Justin Matabuke too. Whatever. I would personally rather lean towards the Alabama guy. Yeah, me too. Raekwon Ray, Ray Davis. He's a beast. That makes more sense. But he's massive. I mean, yeah. If, if either one of those guys, I'm, I'm game. And honestly, if they decide to go edge, wow. Excuse me. Josh Uche, this brute is getting to I, w- me. I wouldn't be mad with that pick either. I wouldn't either. What I what I would be mad with is if they picked Jake Jack, from Jake from yeah. Did I say or Jack? E- yeah, or even Zach Moss. <laughs> if we're not getting one of those three top three running backs in the second round, then, then just be comfortable with who you have. Yes, then I don't want them. I right. don't want to invest a pick in it. I would rather use those picks to invest in the defense. All right, I think that's fair. So we do have a second, third round pick, eighty fifth overall. We got a couple names here. You could go quarterback again. Jalen Hurts, Oklahoma, wide receiver. Donovan Peoples-Jones out of Michigan. K.J. Hill, wide receiver out of Ohio State. Bradley Anae, edge out of Utah. Josh Simpson, inside offensive lineman out of Clemson. Those are some big-name schools. That's basically what I see. Utah, not so much, but you got some big-name schools there with athletes. Tell me when the pick's in, boys. Like, I, I Just take it over here. The, I don't know what the, to do. The pick is in. With the 85th overall pick, the Detroit Lions select K.J. Hill, wide receiver out of Ohio State. He's fast. Fast. He is fast. Fast and successful. Like, fast wide receivers are very successful in the NFL out of Michigan State. Or Ohio State, sorry. Let me tell you something. Love it. I loved what he did, and I hate what he did. (laughs) (laughs) I hear you there so much. He's good. He's very athletic. He's very fast. And I think with the need at at that wide receiver position, yeah. I think K.J. Hill is a very good fit. He's a six-foot guy, 
nearly 200 pounds, good hands, fast, speedy. Fast. I love it. So, so, I, love so it. just he ran a 4.640 yard dash, which is not fast. That's not fast. So I don't okay. know what's going on, know what's but, fast but he plays football fast. That's what <laughs> okay. I know. All right. But but just remember at the combine they're they're doing this goofy track 40, you know. When these the guys adrenaline out on the field is pumping, it's different. It's so different. All right, Ryan. The pick is in. With the 85th overall pick, the Detroit Lions select Bradley Anay, edge rusher out of Utah. Dang. That's I just love I everything you guys are doing. Like, these <laughs> names just stand out to me. I'm going to be happy either way. I'm just going to move on. I, do you have an explanation why you like an A? I just just I, the edge. Yes, I think we can get great. That's value. There's value at these positions, and I think we can get that with edge rushers. And, and people can give me all kinds of crap for not wanting defensive line with the first-round uh, pick. But you have to invest in a draft. Like, the difference between... Uh, Bradley and A and, and these other elite guys is not that much. He, this guy's a beast, and we can get him. So Let's Kevin, him. Kevin's pick is in. He agrees with Ryan. Bradley and A, Edge out of Utah. Look, I would be okay with taking Uche and, and filling that need of, of, of the edge, but getting an A at 85th makes me feel like, okay, you didn't need to take – you didn't take. You didn't need to take Uche, yeah, right? because there's not much of a difference between those two players. Ane is but a guy that does not come Uche's off the field. Uche is gone between yeah. before that pick. Yes. Well, well, well. Feels good. We're moving on. We're moving on. We got a fourth round pick here, 109th overall. You got Antonio Gibson, running back out of Memphis. Devin Duvarney, wide receiver out of Texas. Ben Bredesen. Inside offensive lineman for Michigan, Kenny Willekes, edge out of Michigan State. Josiah Scott, cornerback out of Michigan State. What are we doing here, boys? What? Those are names. I don't know if that's just in Big Ten country, but those are names. I'm excited. Tell me when you guys have your pick because this one might be tough. Oh, I've Go got for it, Ryan. the pick is in. With the 109th overall pick. The Detroit Lions select Antonio Gibson. Antonio Gibson, the running back. Out running of back slash wide receiver okay. out of Memphis. So is he a better theoretic? Is that what you're thinking here? He he's basically just listed as an athlete, and I I really should have pulled up his stats. When Micah starts talking, I'm gonna pull, start pulling up his stats. But sounds good. He he's a sub four four forty yard dash guy. He. He was a punt returner, kick returner, uh, just playmaker. He played wide receiver, but he also scored like four or five touchdowns as running back, just getting random handoffs. He sees the field like nobody else. Like when he has the ball in his hands, he's electric. And I think that is something that's missing in the Lions offense. And to get a guy like this with 109th overall pick, for me, it'd be awesome. Seal the deal. There's some really good picks here. Great options, though. Yes. So this is kind of a this is just a feel good pick for me that I like. All right. Pick is in. With the 109th overall pick, the Detroit Lions select Kenny Willekes, edge again. You want to talk deep deep. That would be Boys, 
That's a steal. Listen, I think. I know. If, if that's the way I, you go, that's, that could be a steal. I know I took Uche earlier. Teams are known for picking multiple on one position. Dogfight, fighting for spot, looking at trade pieces in the Just future. Death, rotation. Death. I love Kenny Willowkiss at edge right there. And he never Fourth stops. Fourth round, never stops. He, he is a beast. He is an absolute athlete on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, so I, I personally, I would lean towards Josiah Scott. I think Josiah Scott was one of the best corners when he was healthy in, in football, in, in college football. I loved what I saw out of Josiah Scott. I personally would take him here if you're not taking Akuda with, with the third overall pick. I think Josiah Scott's a little too one-dimensional for myself, at least. With his size, everybody's saying everybody's saying he's an inside guy. Yeah, he's a slot slot corner. Okay. Which is valuable. No, don't get me wrong. But we already have valuable. But we have it with Justin Coleman. And maybe you're right. I just see the name and I get six to midnight like available in the fourth round. I. Sorry, I don't mean to stop you, but you you have to remember your depth though. If Justin Coleman goes down, I mean, are you completely you got, fine yeah. with who's behind him? That, that's what I'm saying is I, 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 I'm I not trying to discount Justin Coleman, but if he goes down. Yeah, definitely. So could Jalen Johnson want? be that guy? Like, is Jalen Johnson a guy that could fit in the slot? I honestly don't know. Like, that, that is that's you really what you're comparing. Warrior would probably fit, yeah. the, fit that mold. So, I mean, like, when you're taking Johnson, yeah, corner's not as important, but I think – if you're not taking corner with Okuda or Johnson, Josiah Scott is an option here and a very good one at four in the fourth round. So okay. can, I, can I bring I, up some numbers yeah, just yeah, for yeah, – because I know please. I'm kind of going backwards. I shouldn't do this, but Antonio no, Gibson, I just wanted to give some perspective on this. It, it is Memphis, so the competition's a little bit lower, who they're playing against. But with 38 catches, he had 750. 35 yards, basically a 20-yard average, eight touchdowns, too, so we can finish. Like it. With 33 carries, he had 369 rushing yards for an 11.2-yard per carry average, four touchdowns. Like it. So, Devin – oh, sorry. Kevin. Let's pick <laughs> us in. Kevin and Devin. Kevin takes Devin Duverney, wide receiver out of Texas. Look He's good. He's good. He's very good. Yeah. And a Texas team was terrible. They're they're just bad. I'm sorry. They're basically the Michigan of but they're athletic. The state. They're athletic. You get <laughs> some athletes out of there. They are. You get true professionals out of that because yep. they're just that good. Yep. I would. That's a steal at that point. I, I personally. I'd be okay would, with that Would too. like taking Donovan Peoples Jones as well earlier on, and that and that third. I I would rather take other people over Donovan Peoples Jones. But you want Donovan Peoples Jones? Nah. Fourth round. Like, let's say he was in available at fourth round in this pick. Nope. Oh, I thought you were saying third round. Well, I'm saying he was available in the third pick. Either way, I, I don't I, want to. He, get what he you're was saying. available okay. in that spot. Got it. But he was picked before the Lions' next fourth, according to this. I don't like the way he runs. Okay. <laughs> this is a good. This is a good option at wide receiver. <laughs> I agree with this Ryan. This is a very good op- option at wide receiver. Yes, I like. Line. Yes. All right. So we'll move on to the Stick fifth to round. And we have a repeat name available. What? Josiah Scott is still available at five in, in the fifth round. A.J. Dillon, running back out of Boston College. Joe Bocci, linebacker out of Michigan State. James Prochi, wide receiver out of SMU. And Lavert Hill, cornerback out of Michigan. The, 
There Holy are a lot of names. Smoked. Listen, dude. Those are names, dude. James. Fifth round? These are names in the fifth round? James. James. Six minutes. I'm so excited. Let's do this. Listen. What do we got? James Prochet was killing Michigan when Un SMU played real. them. Do you He's remember him? He's a stud. He's really good. He's, He's really very, good. He's very, very good. All right. So. So, fifth round pick, the, 149th the, overall. The pick is in. I'm getting so excited about this pick. Like, <laughs> fifth round value here. The like, 149th overall pick for the Detroit Lions goes to Josiah Scott. Oh. Cornerback out of Michigan State. Little switcheroo there. Little switcheroo. You got me. You, <laughs> you, you told were, me you it were, wasn't. Yeah, you were talking him up in the previous round. It was hard for me not to smile, but I, this is where I take Josiah Scott. Because if, if he's here, you take him. Yes. Absolutely. Depth-wise, okay? He's... He's not starting this year. I don't think he's starting next year. If what we were saying about Justin Coleman, if he goes down, this is his opportunity to start. You like him more than Lavert Hill? Yeah. So, so, so you got two I, corners on this list here. It, Lavert it, Hill's listen, a stud at times. Lavert Hill is is very good. I he, just think I, I think Josiah Scott has a slight edge on him. He gets beat. Lavert Hill gets beat with speed. Okay. But I think Josiah Scott's the same kind of thing. He can close, but but they both are really similar, actually. Yes. So, is your pick in, Ryan? Like, uh, out of this one? My pick is uh, in, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, it took me a minute there. <laughs> with the 149th overall pick, the Detroit Lions select James Prochet, wide receiver out of SMU. I knew it. I knew he was going pro se. <laughs> that's a great pick. I love that pick. In the fifth round. Yeah. Like, dude, that's value. And from where I'm thinking, we got two back-to-back -back playmakers. That's fair. Speed guys. I agree with you there, but I disagree on who the playmaker is. Oh. A.J. Dillon. You want A.J. Dillon? I'm going to throw a pick in here. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> my, my picks. My picks. My pick's in. A.J. Dillon is who I want in the fifth round. I feel like that is an absolute steal. He was a stud coming out of high school. Yeah, he would be much more known if he wasn't coming out of uh, Boston College. He was another Dude. guy recruited by Michigan. Exactly. Dude, he is a stud waiting to happen. I want him in the fifth round if he's available. Very nice. Sorry, but Kevin disagrees. With all of us? Kevin selects for the Detroit Lions. 149th overall. Josiah Scott, cornerback out of MS, MSU. I, I wouldn't be mad about that one. I would not be mad about it. I mean, I would have took him in the, in the pick before. So, of course, I'm not going to be mad if he's available in the year. But, all right. We're going to jump, jump down. 167th overall. You got some names again. James is still available. Wait, James Proshi is still picked. available. Levert Hill, still available. Anthony McFarland, running back out of Stud. Maryland. Jack Driscoll, yes, offensive tackle out of Auburn. Nick Coe, edge out of Auburn. I feel like we already took enough edges here, right? Is anybody going to take an edge? Who no. knows? All right. You guys tell me when your pick is in. The pick Ryan, is in. You're in. With the 167th overall pick, the Detroit Lions select... Lavert Hill. I knew it. I knew cornerback I just said it. <laughs> cornerback out of Michigan. Look, I mean, based on your draft, 100%. I, I, I basically just 100%. swapped, you know, the Josiah Scott and, and yeah. Lavert Hill. They were toss-up to me, and, and I don't know. Just landed where it did. But, I mean, you got your wide, you got the same wide receiver. 
and a stud. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're good. The pick is in. With the 167th overall pick, the Detroit Lions select Jack Driscoll, offensive tackle out of Auburn. It's actually a good pick. It's a very good pick. I'm <laughs> okay with uh, it. I'm kicking myself. <laughs> uh, SEC offensive lineman? Yeah, I'm in. Yeah, like the pick. <laughs> in After the fifth round? Vatai or whoever we just drafted or <laughs> he, signed? <laughs> look, I, I'm game. I'm he, game. He's a big guy. He's going to be depth for a while. But if you can find a way to work him in in the next few years, it's going to be great. Yeah, so so for me, like I'm okay with taking Levert Hill in this position. I think he's a very good value in the fifth round. But I think the f- fourth and fifth, sixth, seventh round is more for the depth offensive players that you think will fit your system and be successful. I would lean towards the wide receiver as well. Like, Porsche, why not? Pro, Prochi. Prochet? Prochet. Prochet. Look, Prochet's available. I'm, I'm taking him here. Yeah, and, and that's a position that we need a little bit more depth. Running back, I would love to take McFarland here, really. I mean, that that wouldn't bother me if, if we can get Did you take a running round. back earlier or no? No, I didn't. I didn't, didn't. take a running back at so, all. So that might be an option. Though, so, right? but, but I think the key that I wanted to at least get across is – the trades are so important to get those extra picks because I do want a running mm-hmm. back. I yep. want a running back, and honestly, but, but you want a running back for free. I want a running back for free. <laughs> That's the way that, I look at it. That, as a playmaker. That could be McFarland. McFarland is an athlete. He he's really good. Yeah, he was he one is. of the top guys coming yep. out of high school. All right, so Kevin's picks in. Here's with Micah, Jack Driscoll, offensive tackle out of Auburn. That's who you took, right? Yep. All right, I just want to make sure I understood that right. Yeah, I mean, look, there is so much value in this draft, and I know we're probably just horny because we're <laughs> reading all these names. There's a, some two weeks there away. There's some big names. Yeah, and we have and, a third overall pick, so leave us alone. Yeah, Come on. and fifth round, third, third overall pick in the fifth <laughs> round is pretty solid. All right, so let's just do a quick little breakdown before we get into our beer grades about who – Kevin took, and who you guys took. You guys got your list ready? Yeah, got yeah. it. All right. So, Kevin, he took third overall Isaiah Simmons, linebacker out of Clemson, 35th overall cornerback, Utah, 67th overall Justin Metadubadigude, inside defensive lineman out of Texas A&M. Is that how you say that? Yeah, nailed it. Perfect. Okay. Don't even question it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> 85th overall Bradley Anae. Edge out of Utah, 109th overall, Devin Duvernar, Duvern, Duvernay. Nailed it. A lot of beers in. First, Wide receiver out of Texas. First offensive player for him. Yeah, that's a good, good good point. 149th overall, Josiah Scott, cornerback out of Michigan State. And 167th overall, offensive tackle out of Auburn, Jack Driscoll. All right, so you got linebacker, cornerback, inside defensive line, edge, wide receiver, Corner, offensive tackle. Ryan, where where'd you end up on this draft? Uh, t- to recap, let's see. I had first overall pick, or I guess third overall, but first round pick, Jeffrey Okuda, cornerback out of Ohio State. Second round pick, Grant Delpit, safety out of LSU. Third round pick, Raekwon Davis, inside defensive lineman, or tackle, I guess you could say, from Alabama. Fourth round pick, Bradley Anae, edge rusher out of Utah. Fifth round pick, Antonio Gibson, running back slash wide receiver. He played wide receiver in college. 
He's kind of a do-it-all kind of guy. Uh, out of Memphis uh, for my fifth round. Sixth round pick, James Prochet, wide nope, receiver. We're still in the fifth round. What? Oh, second, second fifth round. You're right, you're right. James Prochet, wide receiver out of SMU. And fifth, still round, fifth round pick, yeah. Lavert Hill, cornerback out of Michigan. Cool, cool. Micah. To recap, third overall, I had Jeffrey Okuda, cornerback out of Ohio State. 35th overall, Jonathan Taylor, running back from Wisconsin. 67th overall, Josh Uche, edge out of Michigan. 85th overall, K.J. Hill, wide receiver out of Ohio State. 109th overall, Kenny Willekes, edge out of MSU. 149th overall, Josiah Scott, cornerback out of MSU. And 167th overall, Jack Driscoll, offensive tackle out of Auburn. Cool. Look, I, I just wanted to, like, basically this was an exercise to show what we think is valuable, but more importantly, like, the value that is there. And look. Lots. We all took somebody at number three. We could all take that same player at number five or number seven for the most part, right? Find a way to trade down. Find a way to get one of two of those guys in the second round that are on that that second round pick list, right? So you had in the, in the second round available, you had Grant Delpit, Jonathan Taylor, DeAndre Swift, Jalen Johnson, Cesar Ruiz. Like, you can fill two massive needs finding a way to trade down. We're going to get into this next week. Because there is a lot to get into of what we think is going to happen, what you think, what we think is the best way that the Lions should handle this. Trade down, find a way to increase your value, and still get the player you want. I'm okay with taking Jeffrey Okuda. I'm okay with taking Isaiah Simmons. I do not like either of those guys at three, in my opinion. I know that's the way that this, the way that the draft hands out. I'm, I'm it, not it would blaming be a shame. you guys, but it'd be you a can shame find because a way to can... get those guys at five yeah. or seven. Exactly. Make it happen, Bob Quinn. Otherwise, you're done. And you're I know, dead to me. And I know you don't like this, but the only quarterback that I'm willing to take other than Tua at number three, if we had to, is Jalen Hurts. He's sliding at three? third. No, 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 no I'm sorry. Oh, I said Tua, if, if we don't take Tua at number three. He's saying in general. Gotcha. In general, the okay. only other quarterback that I think is worth it for the Lions, the way that they're going to be drafting, is Jalen Hurts. All right. The pick is in, and our pick is the Hops Brewing Company and Cafe. Before we get into our beer grades for episode 50, I want to remind everyone, again, that although you cannot sit at the Hops Brewing Company and Cafe, you do not have to miss out on their great beer. During the shutdown, they are open Monday through Friday from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m., so you can continue to support them by purchasing crawlers, growlers, gift cards, and merchandise. They have a great beer and a great staff that we need to support now more than ever. The Hops is the official brewery of State of My Sports of 2020. And if you mention State of My Sports, you will get a dollar off your crawler. Three dollars off your growler, Phil. Totally worth it. Just tell them you're listening to the podcast and you will get some money back. Micah, do you want to start us off with a beer grade for tonight? I can do that. From Shorts Brewing Company, I'm drinking Mule Beer. It's the ale brewed with lime. And ginger, so best how, served in copper. So, all right, so you, you tasted it before, and then I reminded you about the vodka. You added some vodka. Did it taste better with the vodka? Yes. 
<laughs> Tasted great. <laughs> so it basically went from a four and a half percenter to uh probably twelve and a half percenter, boys. Yeah. Um <clears throat> obviously I'm gonna grade it without the vodka. So I'm gonna go with and I'm thinking summer day, okay? Summer, summer day. day. Summer day. I'm gonna go with summer breeze. A seven seven. Nice. That's a good. That's a score. Do you remember what you scored it, Ryan? Yeah, I I think it was like seven two, seven, seven three. Two. But it's a good beer. It it is really good. It's it's not too heavy. It's really refreshing, especially on a summer day. Boom, pow. Check my style. All right, I'll go. Right. Founders Reds Rye IPA, uh, India Pale Ale, brewed with rye. So this is kind of a a really good combination of flavor. With the dryness, like basically exactly what you told me, th- which is the reason why we did the whole beer trade in the <laughs> first place. But uh, I can see why this is part of like uh, yeah the kick that you've been on lately. I'm I really like this. It's good. I'm gonna give it a a seven eight. Seven eight. That's a good score. A good score. All right. I am drinking from Old Nation. It is a part of their Woodshed Pilot Series. It's a brew IPA, no residual sugar. Hard to say, and when you're a couple of them in, seven um, percent alcohol, sugar, solid, solid beer. I, I would, I don't remember what I gave the grade to the last week's founders dry PA or dry IPA, but this is better. So I'm gonna try to pretend oh, that I know what's going on. Ooh. I'm gonna say eight five. Whoa, you went so high. Just to make sure he wasn't yeah, wrong. Yeah, he just wanted to be higher. No, it, it is that good. <laughs> yeah, it was a little bit of both, but that's a it's a really good beer. Old Nation, huh? Eight very, five. Very big fan of this beer. I think it was, I think the founders version is in the sevens, if I remember right. Yeah, I think it's pretty low actually. Yeah, but this is a very very good beer. Kyle, Kyle would it. be proud, right? Old Nation. It is something to write home about. Yes, there what you did, go. What did you say you rated it? That it was in the seven. No, this one here. Yeah. Or the founders one. That one. This one. I, what did I say? What'd you say? We'll have to check the tape. Eight, eight five or eight six, maybe. I don't know, eight four. <laughs> you rated founders eight three. You got real close. <laughs> but it's a little better. <laughs> it's a whole lot little. <laughs> a point two better. Yeah, it's a little better, but. Uh, nice work. Little little long episode, but there was a lot there. A lot we, to talk about. Yeah, we had fun with we it, had right? Fun. It's fun to just list all those names. A lot of content. Hope you guys enjoyed it. it. We enjoyed it. Yeah. Thank you all for listening. Thank you guys for recording. Kyle didn't call in today. We'll have to talk to him about that. We'll talk to you guys next week. Next week, if not sooner. Pip up, but peace.